What do you do? What do you do when your whole world is falling apart? When life no longer makes sense, when change comes so fast you feel unmoored, when you feel utterly powerless, like you're sinking in the mud and you have no way to pull yourself out. A few years back, a parishioner of mine wasn't happy about a new communion setting we were doing. But the issue wasn't really about the communion setting. It was about everything else going on in the world. It was about finding some sense of order, normalcy, and and control in a chaotic, senseless, out-of-control world. For him, the world was going mad with change. Why not let one thing remain the same? Now in a world where we're three and a half months into a public health emergency, and where we've reached another reckoning with America's long history of racism, we might be feeling like that former parishioner. Can't we just let something stay the same? Maybe you're facing your own personal crises in addition to the global ones that we're looking at. Maybe you're struggling with depression. Maybe you and your, or members of your family are struggling with their health. Maybe relationships which once seemed rock solid are breaking. Or maybe you're grieving the death. What can we cling to when the world breaks? Taking time to grieve what was lost is, from the dominant culture's perspective, embarrassing and a waste of time. Grieving, after all, doesn't make any money. We feel pushed to move on right away. Get on with your life. Get on with it. Keep your head up. Keep a stiff upper lip, especially in public. Have you ever noticed what happens with funerals? Without exception, from what I've noticed, family members, especially the closest ones, surviving spouse or children, feel obligated to put on a brave face for the public. Perhaps some give themselves time to grieve privately, but often genuine grief is felt to be a weakness or a waste, which is tragic because because mourning is embedded into American history and into our Christian faith. One of America's great musical traditions, the blues, comes out of grief, out of a courage to lament what was lost. One of the great insights of the blues is that, as the Reverend Otis Moss, the third pastor of Trinity United Church in Chicago, has said, mourning can lead you to a new morning. It is when we have the courage to be honest about what's been lost and lament that loss that we are empowered to begin living in a new normal. The authors of Scripture, especially the Psalms, knew that too. Psalm 69, you might say, is one of the premier blues compositions of the Bible. All sorts of discordant notes fill this psalm, just like in the blues. The psalmist feels like he's drowning. The waves are overwhelming. He's sinking in deep mud. He's crying to the point of exhaustion. There are enemies everywhere. He's even estranged from his own family. It's pretty bad. 
While honest about his sinfulness, he laments, More than the hairs of my head are those who hate me without cause. He didn't deserve this. The psalmist feels burned up and worn down. Nothing makes sense anymore. So who does the psalmist turn to when everything falls apart? He doesn't deny what's happening. The psalmist feels no need to put on a happy, brave face for the public. Nor does the psalmist succumb to despair. Because there is one out there to cling to. The solid rock in the middle of the crashing waves. Martin Luther wrote in his large catechism, Anything on which your heart relies and depends is really your God. 20th century theologian Paul Tillich called this one's ultimate concern. Where do you ultimately look to? Where do you ultimately look for hope? For salvation? For help? The psalmist relies on God and on God's chesed in this time of deconstruction and dissolution. Chesed is a wonderful Hebrew word used throughout the Old Testament. It's translated steadfast love here, but it has a range of meaning from mercy to loving kindness. Hesed was one of the prime virtues of the ancient Hebrews. In a desert culture where settlements might be few and far between, a traveler was at the mercy of not only the elements, but also the people she might run across. Therefore, there was a hospitality code among the ancient Hebrews. Abraham is praised as a model of hospitality, for instance, for welcoming the three strangers in, in Genesis 18. Those three strangers, by the way, turn out to be divine beings. Leviticus 19.34 and Exodus 12.49 urge the Israelites to welcome the stranger. For you were once strangers in the land of Egypt. God is the ultimate host. The one on whom the psalmist relies and on whom we can rely for succor and strength when all other options had failed. God embodies Chesed purely and completely as we were all strangers to and estranged from God because of our sinfulness. Out of pure mercy and love, God rescues us from the mire of our lives and the world, not to remove us from the world, but to give us the strength to endure it in all its chaos. When all other supports fall away, God keeps our head above water. God keeps us not only from drowning, but gives us solid ground on which to stand. Look at the gospel. Jesus enjoins us today to ask, seek, and knock. To go out of ourselves Ask, seek, and knock. We sometimes isolate ourselves when we're feeling the chaos of the world overwhelm us. Tempted to believe that no one's trustworthy, not even God. Jesus tells us it really doesn't matter how we feel in that moment. Ask, seek, and knock anyway. In faith that God is indeed good and gives good things to those who ask. Jesus is not Janus-faced, but Jesus. 
faced. God in Christ takes our suffering upon himself, not out of some kind of divine masochism, but to give us the ultimate gift of a life worth living, now and in the age to come. That was the purpose of Jesus' life and ministry, to give us a life worth living now and in the age to come. A life that is resilient, that isn't afraid to grieve, that is honest about everything that it endures in the world, and that has a renewed trust in God. That's the rescue hoped for in this psalm, and assured of in Christ. Whatever you're going through today, know that God is not only your rock in the storm, but also the one who makes our lives worth living. God is the source of every good gift, and every day, with every breath and every heartbeat, God keeps showing us chesed, mercy and steadfast love. Today and every day, now and forever. Amen.